know, figuring out things that our parents never even got to figure out, right? Like, I'm very much a child at being an adult still. Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm still getting used to being an adult. Like, Beyonce said it best. <laughs> Not the queen. <laughs> hey, guys. How are you? Hope you guys are doing good. Yes, welcome back to What Was All a Lie. It was all a lie. Where we figure out, you know, the truth of this life for ourselves. Um, we're debunking the things that people told us, the ways people told us to live our lives. And figuring out what works best for us and, um, you know, doing doing the best we can. I'm trying. <laughs> Tired. Tired. All right. Um, so last episode, Dara, you were about to tell us a theory. Um, we were discussing basically, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but like why expectations and reality were not really discussed to us as um, young professionals or just like young adults. Mm-hmm. Okay, I wouldn't even say as young adults, but this is what I will say. So my theory goes like this, um, and let me set the scene. When you are around a toddler and you have to explain to them what's right from wrong, it's usually very simple. Like, do this is good, this is bad. There's not much room for nuance. There's a lot of our parents didn't sit down and have those conversations with us or take the time to have those more nuanced conversations with us as we were young and even to um, us being young adults and right before we went to college, even while we were in college, it was either yes is yes and no is no. And that's that. Listen to what I have to say. Obey me. That's what it is. And so I feel like that allows for myself included. So I'll speak for myself to have a very black and white view of this world, a.k.a. if I do A, I will get B. If I do this, I will get this. Whereas there's just a nuance of so many things that happened that they didn't even take into consideration when they were living their lives and how to discuss that with me. Other than like, and I don't take this for granted. Yes, there was a lot of hard work. Yes, there were a lot of no's. Um, But I think because they went through, at least my parents, I'm speaking on my own behalf, because of the things they went through, they and they came here and they were experiencing things for themselves um, and, you know, getting a lay of the land and, at the same time, trying to figure out how to give me a lay of the land, it was like, okay, I see so-and-so being successful doing this, so that means you will be successful in this, no matter how you feel about it, what your character is, what you're interested in, you know, mm-hmm. this, this, that shoe looks like it's a good foot, so you're going to wear it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what you tell children. When you see a hot stove, it's not, and, the, and you see your kid, you know, old enough to touch the stove, you're not telling the kid, yes, you can cook on the stove. The heat is actually a good thing. It allows for you to cook your food. You're telling the kid, no, don't touch the stove because the stove is hot. It's not until much later, and cooking happens to be an, an essential skill for both women and men. So mm-hmm. now it's not until later where you have that coming of age moment where it's like, okay, no, this tool that I told you not to, to that I told you to stay away from, it can actually be use for your benefit this is how you use it this is how you navigate this tool and i don't feel like a lot of the things and a lot of the aspects of this life are discussed with us in that manner at least not early on at least not as consistently and at least not like the plethora of things that need to be discussed that we end up figuring out and we have been figuring out ourselves as 20 somethings so i think that's the theory of like why everything feels like a scam because it's just like everybody to a certain degree 
even our parents, I don't want to say our parents, but just society has given us this, like, if you do this, then this, it's given us equation. And it's just like, no, you didn't tell me that it was like an improper fraction with an exponent on the bottom. You didn't tell me that, you know, this is a calculus problem and it's not no, like two plus two equals four. Mm -hmm. So that's my theory. That's a great thing. And I honestly, and even just like made me think, I think even like our story being like first generation, um, Americans, there's another level to that just because Mm -hmm. our parents, yeah, they're giving us this, they're giving us this basic equation, like you said, Mm -hmm. uh, because that's also how they're interpreting it as adults in a new country. Right. Um, And also having to teach little kids stuff that they're discovering at the moment, which honestly, as a whole adult, mind boggling. Right. Uh, But like, on top of like all that, you know, this equation that gave us one plus one equals two, I think, yeah, we're, we're also figuring out things that our parents never even got to figure out. Right. Because right. they our parents only purpose, not only purpose, but main purpose was survival in this new country, figuring it out, making sure they have a place for us to rest our head and eat food. It wasn't very much like, okay, now let's get, and also mind you, both of our parents are still married, thank God. Um, mm. But they didn't have to figure out dating in this new country. They didn't have they to think about a really, like, friendships, really. Because I don't know about you, but my parents are very much, like, it's just, like, the two of them. They got some other friends, right? But it's not, like, mm-hmm. I would my parents have the same relationship, like, we have with somebody else. Like, right. I don't. Um, so they're not, they don't have to discover friendship dynamics, relationship dynamics. Also, my parents both went to college in America, but they never did like primary school. Right. And mm-hmm. but, like, we're, we're, we're literally doing things our parents have never done. Right. And we're asking right. our guidance, but they, there's only so much guidance they can give us because they're figuring it out. And our parents, you exactly. know, just try to put this show that they know what's going on. Right. Because technically who else, <laughs> who else is going right. to, who else is going right. Um, but like all of that, right. And as we're getting older and we're realizing these nuances about our parents, like, oh, like when I brought home uh, my first permission slip and my dad was like, what is this? He did. He wasn't doing it to be rude. He just didn't know what this is. I'm screaming. (laughs) Right. My guy said, what's this? What's that? Right. No wonder my dad always said, give it to your mom. Like, I get it. Unnecessary paperwork. She can go on the field trip. No one cares. Just bring her back. (laughs) (laughs) In one piece. Right. But like, I'm just, as we're getting older, we're figuring all this crap out on like tenfolds, right? Because we're, we, not only do we have to figure out being an adult, right? Now we have to figure out being a first gen and also both of us being the oldest in our subset group of siblings. It's like, there's just so much. So yeah, I, I totally am with you. That theory I think is accurate. It was a lie. Um, it was a lie. But that's what we're figuring out. Us trying to like, you know, navigate all this stuff, and we still are navigating because what we're twenty five years old. We're not, girl. We're not even halfway. God willing. Right. <laughs> like, like no, I'm saying it's giving twenty five percent if we're living to a hundred, and you know that's a, that's an F in any. Green. I'm screaming. 
You know what oh, I'm saying? My other theory is that we're actually like teenagers. Do you want to yeah. know? Uh, yeah, um, I'm gonna need you. Okay. To <laughs> okay. Okay. So I feel like we're actually teenagers, and this is why. Um, because zero to eighteen, most of us are with our families. Eighteen is the year that we, you know, go to college, most of us, and are away from home, embark on, you know, different paths and all the stuff like that. So the way I see it, as a 25-year-old, I'm actually, oh, actually not a teenager. Well, I could could do some multiplication. I'm actually kind of like seven. Like, I'm very much a child at being an adult still. Like, I'm I'm just, I'm still getting used to being an adult. Mm -hmm. And I think there's different act there's different chapters and there's different spaces of being an adult because it's okay you can be an adult that just has an apartment then you can be in then you quickly become an adult that's probably working now you're an adult that has to get a new job and has to elevate in their um in their career now you're an adult that needs to figure out how you get a car loan and get a new car now you're an adult that needs to figure out how you go about buying a house you're Mm -hmm. always learning something new so i feel like we had a really great run at being kids and having to like listen to somebody else. But now we're still very much learning. A lot of us are anyway, as to how to be our own individuals. And we're still, like you said, we're 25% of the way there. God willing, if we're able to lead to a hundred or live to a hundred. So we're, we're still quite babes in the process. Wow. 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 Yeah. No. Um, it's funny, wasn't there an article like two years ago or something that was saying that they should actually push um, the adult age back to 21? Yeah, they should. They should. Um, but I have a question for you. So with what we've kind of talked about and we have similar backgrounds and, you know, even with the theory that I mentioned moving forward, like the two theories that I've mentioned and we've discussed, how do you choose yourself? Like, what does that even look like? Um. How do you know you're choosing yourself? Right. Well, okay, I can tell you how I know um, I'm choosing myself. I do want to start by saying I'm still very much in the act of consistently choosing myself. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a very hard thing for me, and I'm trying to work on it. Um, But I know that I'm choosing myself when I feel peace. There have been a couple decisions in my life that I can think of where, like, going into it, I might have had some, like, anxious thoughts, but, like, when I actually did it, I, that my mind was quiet, right? And mm-hmm. when my mind is quiet, my heart is still, and, like, I, especially because a lot of these decisions that I do, I've prayed about it. Um, when all those things are kind of, like, aligned, that's how I know I'm choosing myself, Um and there's still moments, right, where I will choose myself, but then I'll get um, information from the outside world that's telling me that I shouldn't have chosen myself or that I'm being selfish. I still have to, like, challenge that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I've already made this decision. I still feel like maybe a, a, a moment of guilt for choosing myself. That's something I'm really working on is, like, not feeling guilty for choosing myself. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's how I know. Um, and I'm consistently, I'm trying to do it every freaking day. And I think it's honestly a habit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think like, oh, you decided to quit your job. You chose yourself this year. Like, no, like, I think it's like, it's even more minute than 
something as big as that. It's just like, okay, you know, I'm going to go to bed tonight at 10, you know, rather than maybe 1 a.m. And that's like those little acts of choosing yourself, like choosing your future self and protecting your future self or like deciding to wash the dishes now rather than later because you know later on you're going to be really exhausted so choose mm. your uh, take care of yourself now so later on you can relax so like cons- that's something i've been trying to do consistently thinking about my future self and not not like 10 years down my i'm talking about like in the next three hours tomorrow like what can i do now to make sure that i'm comfortable or like mm. i'm from authentic but yeah what about you that's really good. Yeah, I would say I'm still very much learning how to choose myself. Um, I say that with a bit of shame because I feel like I've I've seen people and I've surrounded myself with people who who it seemed to them to come with ease. But then again, like like you said in a previous episode, comparison is the thief of joy. This is just my journey. Um, I think I too like I'm still very much learning how to do it. it it's as simple as even saying exactly what's on my mind and exactly how I feel I think that I've had that's something I've had like trouble with before for various reasons and then just being 10 toes down about it like yeah I said what I said we can now that I've said it we can work past that or I can work past that but I said it and that's enough um also with people relationships that has been a really big point for me choosing myself. Um, and I think the, like you said, one of the ways that I know it, that it comes, that it feels right for me is peace. Um, because my, I am a very in tune person. I would like to think that about myself. And the truth of the matter is when something ain't right, I feel it. I'm thinking about it. And maybe that comes from like a bit of hyperactivity and me thinking about, you know, giving some things too much thought. But something something ain't right. And until it's right, like, I, I've worked on, you know, having joy and, like, be, not dwelling on things. But I think even now, as 25 in January 2022, I actually know what peace feels like. Like, and it just feels so chill. It's you just being in your thoughts and you're not in a rush. And you're just having a conversation with yourself. You're not going 60 miles per hour. And, it's you know, sometimes you can go 60 miles an hour in your mind because you're excited. But that calm stuff is just really where life is at. Like, it's about, life is about maintaining. I'm no longer, like, rushing to do a lot of things. Um, at least I try not to. And I'm also not, like, trying to be stagnant. So, like, it's just a consistent pace. Um, and I really like what you said about making, like, little decisions. I think I heard a quote somewhere probably on some TikTok or something that it was just like consistency and discipline is a series of small decisions, small strategic decisions. When it comes to peace and choosing myself, I am strategically thinking about the pros and the cons of the situation and how it's going to affect me and what it is that I truly want. And, you know, trying to make the decision now based on what I say that I want and making sure that I'm aligned with what I say that I want. And if for whatever reason I've shifted I, I want to make sure that I shifted for the right reasons. So that's just the way that like I think about things now. Yeah, I think you're kind of talking about, you know, the concept of flow. You know, they talk about flow in like creative processes. Mm-hmm. Being in the state of flow where like it kind of feels like, for lack of better words, like a symphony. Like everything just is tuned in and like you're really in your creative juices. 
Um, but there is also, I believe, a flow in life where, like, your mind, your heart, and, like, what's happening in our life are all in sync. That's when you, like, are really, that, I feel like that's when you know you're truly choosing yourself when that is your your main state, right? Rather than being anxious or on the go all the time, which is literally everything, which is everything we're talking about is the opposite of the capitalistic capitalistic, misogynistic, patriarchal society that we live in. I think that's exactly how you choose yourself. And that's honestly where I'm trying to get at. I'm trying to be in a consistent state of flow, but it's it's really hard. And like you said, it's an everyday, little by little thing. Um, but yeah, girl, it's we'll, we'll figure it out, I guess. I mean, we are. Like, I think, like, I think also, like, changing statements. Like, you just made me think of something like, we'll figure it out. I don't think there's an it. I think there's it's, and you're constantly figuring it out. Like, us living and doing what we can each day is us figuring it out. Wow. So how did you get to the point where you chose yourself? Like, was there, was it like a turning moment for you? Like, you should like to say she, you know, some certain, certain experiences that she's been through started her villain era and stuff like that so yep. was it a specific turning point or was it we're being, we're being a villain all 2022 i want to be the bad guy okay. I wanna... <laughs> this one she likes chaos I'm not gonna lie she's the most in in that way she's the most not libra libra because this one this one is the type that wants to see a building burn down she just likes burn it burn it down that's me she for you facts I love a little drama, a little spice. But no, um, so I got to this point. It'd be, well, this, let me just quickly explain my villain origin story. And I believe me being a villain is me choosing myself. Right. Ooh, I don't like that. Come on, snap. Come okay. on. Ooh. Oh, yeah, um, I'm a villain. Actually, I am. Let's, let's. Oh, and I feel like because the opposite of being a villain is what being the hero and but being the hero it means you're doing everything correct or you're doing everything the way people think it is and i'm kind of over that <laughs> wow if you don't spit heat bruh hey listen if you're not a high level thinker don't listen to it was all a lie because this this right here this is all the vibes keep going sis no because i'm sorry really quick because when she would tell me she wants to be a bad person and she not okay let me let me backtrack not a bad person but like last year a lot of the time when you and i were on the phone Misha was just like i don't care anymore like i don't i just i don't care that you think that i'm a bad person or i don't care she's like i'm toxic and i'm okay with that like i have my tendencies and that's just who i am i'm gonna work on what i need to work on but as far as me fitting in a box of what you think i should want or what you think i should be doing i don't care she's always been that type of person i've just been like you're nuts you're a crazy one <laughs> this one has screws loose but she's starting to make sense i think i'm i think i've i'm starting to hit that spot girl um, and i just want to say you stayed being my friend so what does that say about you anyways i love a little drama <laughs> is that what she said <laughs> i do love a little drama a lot of that. i love a little drama oh, i love a little messy situation I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but no um I got to this point because, like, you, I feel like we've all had that moment where you just know that you are not showing up for yourself. 
and you and you just and you almost feel defeated right that feeling and, and i think i got to a point where i realized and i just kept on having these moments where i just kept not showing up for myself kept failing myself and i don't necessarily mean like oh i didn't graduate college so i failed myself i mean that could be for some people but i meant like those little everyday things like when i decided not to speak up and talk about how something made me feel uncomfortable right yeah or yeah that i think is probably the one thing all women could relate to <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but um yeah. when, consistently have moments like that over and over again and i think just like one day i realized that no one, not my parents, not my friends, not my boyfriend, no one is going to stand up for me. Nobody is coming to save you. No one. Like, yes, I have people in my life that care, right? And they'll advocate for me every now and then. But your your family members, your friends, your partners, they're not there with you. You can only do so moment. much. Right? Yeah. And realize, like, uh, like Beyonce said it best. <laughs> Not the queen. <laughs> it's me, myself, and I. Like it's we, me, myself, and I. Like, yeah, sorry, y'all. <clears throat> no, like I am very much like I believe community is important, but like we're really only about to die with ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> like no one is there. You know those nights when you're just like in your room, wig is off. <laughs> you look you know at yourself. I'm, you're mad. You haven't showered in two days. You know what I'm saying? No wow. one. Oh, that's to, real. You know, no one's there to be like, you know what, baby girl. <laughs> it seems like what you need is a hot cup of tea and a warm bath. Let me do that for you. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? No one is, and maybe there is someone there for you, right? Like God willing, we all find partners and friends in our lives that do that for us. But we, they are also dealing with their own life experiences, dealing with their yeah. own. It's impossible and very irrational to expect someone to consistently be that person for yourself the only thing that's guaranteed in this world is how you show up for yourself like that is the only thing that we can guarantee is that aside from that and death (laughs) like those are the only two things that we can make sure that we we got like there's also a beauty in like showing up for yourself and still and failing because even if you failed that feeling you have that you showed up for yourself and trying to do it, it almost surpasses succeeding, at least to me. Because mm-hmm. the way I look at it, if I failed in a situation that I gave my full to, there's nothing left I can do. And that type of peace is something that I'm consistently trying to trying to achieve, regardless if I fail or I succeed. And that's why I'm the fucking joker. Like, that's why I... What? <laughs> Dang, girl. No, but Joker the movie, like, he was onto some shit. Yeah. He was, in the movie Joker, right, the healthcare system, the financial system failed him over and over again to the point that, you know what, I'm 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 going to be the change. I'm going to pull a Gandhi. I'm going to be the change I want to see in the world. You know what? You're psychotic. (laughs) Because... He, I mean, we're not going to talk about Gandhi because, you know, I used to think Gandhi was my guy, but apparently there's some there's some things my guy was not even doing well. You know, he was doing things behind closed doors. That's all I'm saying. Uh, all right, sis. All right. Oh. Okay. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I really love what you touched on, and it has me, my mind going in 
a, a, a bunch of different places, especially for me and my personal experiences. I know that, you know, my last year was like an LOL, um, LOL. And it was very big on me not choosing myself. It actually stemmed from me thinking that what was outside of me and things that, I guess, traits that somebody wouldn't necessarily uh, define me with were better than the type of traits that I had myself. So I put, I literally put myself in a situation that I thought I would develop those traits because I thought those traits were better than what I had to offer and the type of person that I was. And it really put me in a situation where I was contemplating, you know, I was just contemplating my entire existence. I'm not saying, you know, no T, no TW, but I was, I was just in a really dark place. And so it's not until I started choosing myself. And that's why I said earlier, like I felt a peace like no other, because I feel so much better being myself and, coming to the place where I am appreciative of all that I am and not comparing myself to others and not thinking other people's traits and the way they exhibit them are any better than, you know, what I have to offer. And your villain thing, theory, characteristic, I don't know what you want to call it, makes me think of this book that I'm actually reading right now. Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I finally got the book, sis. It's, I finally got the book. Um, so, and Evelyn, it's everything. Um, and she an OG, and it's a little excerpt. I'm going to say this, it's, I, and I, I want to know your thoughts on it, but I, and, you know, let me know if I'm going too far. And Evelyn went on to say, I don't regret many lies I told or the people I hurt. I'm okay with the fact that sometimes doing the right thing gets ugly. I'm also, I have compassion for myself. I trust myself. Take, for instance, when I snapped at you earlier back at the apartment, when you said that, you know, when you said something about confessing my sins, it wasn't a nice thing to do. And I'm not sure you deserved it, but I don't regret it because I know I had my reasons and I did the best I could with every thought and feeling that led up to it. And as far as like choosing yourself, feeling sorry for certain things that you've done, understand that there is a bit of you have a capacity for ambivalence. You can feel sorry for something that happened and not regret it. You can be in a situation and know that it sucked and be like, you know, so to to Nishi's point, you can be in a situation and put all your intention, try to execute it and fail, but still feel good about failing because you went ahead and did it. Like you have to get to the point when you're, where you're willing to feel like the entire spectrum of emotions that comes with things and not just what you think you were supposed to feel. Um, And I think that's also about being, you know, if we want to take it back to Joker, it, in order for him to get to this place where he was just willing to risk it all, it took a lot. And to his, to her point, she, he chose himself. At his point. So you have to be willing to do that sometimes. Like it's, it's going to get ugly, but it got to get ugly before it get good. So choosing yourself is definitely not always easy, but it's definitely always the best thing that you can do. And I'm not talking about completely selfish stuff. Because I guess I'm still, you know, I'm still thinking about how to not be selfish, so to speak. But sometimes, oh, yo, yo. there's nothing wrong with being selfish. Like, it's probably best to keep to yourself sometimes and to just be on your merry way and do what's best for you. Because what's best for you will always come for you. And then you'll always, you know, you, you'll be good. So, yeah. That's on faith. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I don't like if you're not religious, I don't it doesn't have to be in a religious context, but also just like faith in yourself. Yeah. You just have uh-huh. to know that everything's gonna work out eventually. Like I don't think I don't think there's so many people who have bet on themselves and said no and put their foot down and made their boundaries that have regretted it later on. They may have learned something from it or it may have given them a new inclination about life, but to regret it and say like, dang, I, I pick, I did the wrong thing by choosing myself in that moment. I haven't heard anybody say that yet. I think Beyonce, Beyonce said a quote once. Well, I'm really quoting Beyonce. <laughs> no, Beyonce is who she is. I ain't even, I ain't gonna hold you. So. I forgot that quote she said, but she said like, if I bet on myself every time, I'm gonna win. Period. And, I think that's it. Like, if you're just consistently, and that's what I'm actually trying to get to. I'm trying to get to a point where I'm betting on myself. And I have a couple of people in my life that are like this. That yeah. they so much. Everyone around them is like, you're a little crazy, aren't you? Your screws are a little loose. But you're just like, but, so in your own juice. Your own. And that's, and <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I think that's just the best place to be. I think I saw something on Twitter the other day and it was like, if, your goals don't make people think don't make people around you think you're crazy they're not big enough because i think if you're in a good community if you have a good tribe everybody you know everybody has good vibes about each other like i know my girls are going to be successful i know um you know i'm going to be successful everybody has good vibes about each other you know ain't no sly slick stuff we all have good vibes about each other but and so then we all you know if I'm going to be successful, I know my girl's going to be successful. You know, birds of a feather flock together. We all going to get this money. Seriously. I think it gets to a point, you know what I'm saying? I think it gets to a point where it's just like, we need to, you know, the sky is not the limit. It's the beginning. Mm. So. She said, you know the what? sky ain't the limit. It's, not, it's the beginning. It's the beginning, baby. I'm going to Mars with it's, Elon Musk. You feel me? Like. Let me create yeah, a actually, spaceship that looks like a point. vagina. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Sorry, that was so out of pocket. That's no, say story. it with your chest. I think she said it the first time. Have you not seen the theory that Jeff Bezos' spaceship looks like his his thing? You know, you're stupid. Look, Where, oh, look at it, y'all. It does. It looks like a. Really? It looks like fellatio. Is that what it is? No. Gosh, what's maybe fellatio? I know fellatio is. is. All right. All right. <laughs> Moving on, y'all. Like, and also, I will say this really quickly, just getting back on topic. My friend, I t- once told a friend of mine, um, she's somebody that I plan with as far as financials um, when it comes to our, what we do for investing and even when it comes to like our professional like income goals. I once told her how much I thought I wanted to make or how much I wanted to make. And she said, like, by by a certain age, and Shadi told me, she's like, do you not get how this life works? Like, that's low aim higher let's be the friends who tell our friends to aim higher okay because that motivated me to look at the world in such a different way and i mean with now this movement of you know black women doing the dang thing and being a percentage you know being a demographic of women who are aspiring for more and getting more and achieving it why not me but why not me why not me Love that. Um, let's before we end this podcast, I highly suggest um, this has always helped me having mm-hmm. like uh, your theme song, Ooh, like a, song a good that, one. 
What's your theme song? I'll tell you mine in a second, but a song that makes you feel like you're on top of the world and you listen to that whenever you need to feel like the baddest bitch around or that you just, like, you know, like, in your, in the beginning of your movie, villain or hero, what song is in the background that's introducing you? I like to, Mm -hmm. I I like that. Um, My song is actually by Beyonce. (laughs) Of course it is. I I I won't even hold you. I honestly did not plan this at all. Um, but actually, I have two. My number one is Bigger by Beyonce. That Ooh. song, uh, it just yeah. makes me yeah. feel um, And then my other song is Outside by Buju. I don't know if I said his name right. Mm, dang. I don't think I've heard Outside by Buju. You should. Um, it makes that one kind of makes me want to cry because I feel like it's that part of the movie where the hero or the villain remembers they're the bad bitch and, <laughs> and they're about to like come up again. But before they're about to put right. on the costume, you know, they're like slowly putting their head up in dramatic effect and the music is like coming slowly. That's outside by Buju. That's our song. And then bigger by Beyonce when I take off. I love that. Yeah, I've never thought about it like that. Like, I listen to a lot of music, as most people do, so I don't say that to, like, set myself apart. But I have a new, like, main character song, like, every week or, like, every other week. So this is really hard for me to pick, like, an all-time. Um, but well, we'll give it some thought. What is it now? Yeah, what's this week? You said you do it, like, weekly. Okay. Um, dang. I don't... I've been really... I've been on some, like, really comforting music lately. Um, can I give an entire album, or do I have to speak specific? Do, what you want. do I have to? Literally your podcast. Period. <laughs> um, y'all, Cleo Soul, Mother, the album of the year of 2021. Um, it's just a very uplifting album. Um, so know that you are loved is a beautiful song. It's just a reminder. It's kind of like an affirmation. If we talk in Beyonce, I will say because that album was lit. Hold on, let me find a song. Uh, if you guys haven't figured this out, this is a Beyonce stand podcast. <laughs> this one, she, she never quits. Uh, I'm just saying. Quit. I feel like this episode should be called dedicated to Beyonce. I'm just kidding. I'm just I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can't find it. Keys to the Kingdom. Ooh, that that song can make me cry. Mm-hmm. It's such a beautiful song. Um, because it's a good, you know, to reminder that baby, you already have it. You already have it. So I'll leave it at that. Honestly, we could do music as a. Sorry, our producers are chiming in. That's a really good song. They said um, forever. Oh, you know, it's another yeah. one. Brown skin girl. That one also just makes Man, me feel that would be yeah. that'd be a part of my villain, like villain origin story. Especially going to these PWIs. Ooh. Okay. These white institutions, corporate Ooh. atmospheres. Um, but yeah. Okay. Give us our affirmations, Dara. Let's end with a positive, Ooh. uplifting spirit. I mean, let me get you a little feisty one, something, something to hold on to. Because I have to write this down for myself. This is something I'm working on. Um, I will be unapologetic about the things that I do to protect my comfort and my peace. Mm. Period. Say that again. 
I will be unapologetic about the things I do to protect my comforts and my peace. Mm. Per. Per. My peace. Comfort aside, comfort is a beautiful thing. It's a double-edged sword because there are times you need to push yourself out of your comfort zone. But my peace, my Baby. peace is the key to my elevation. Ooh. My peace is the Ooh. key to a clear enough mind for me to decide my next step. Ah. Hey. So that pasta. peace. You know what I'm saying? Say it again. Saying. Say it again. My peace is the key to my elevation. My peace is the key to the next step that I make in this life. Sheesh. Ice in my veins. Ice (laughs) Ice in my veins. Yeah, it's not not to be played with. Um, My peace? You know, something I used to say back in in my college days, and I still mean it with my whole heart. Anything that comes past me in this life, come correct or don't come at all, please. You do be saying that. Either maintain my... (laughs) It either either create an atmosphere for my peace to be multiplied or get out of my sight. So, and we're gonna end on that. And that's on that. Not nothing nothing left to be said. All right. Um, you either get with the program or you get out. Bye. Yeah, and I mean it. Okay. Get out. Sorry. All right. Bye. Bye. All right.